everybody. Welcome to What Are We Building? I'm your host, Andy Shaner. Thank you for tuning in. This is 103.5 FM, The Sun, Sun Prairie's community radio. I am in the Sun Prairie Media Center studios next to the library, underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. It's dark today. It's, it's gotten dark. It's uh, darker than I remember getting this early. Normally, I can see the red and white water tower, but it's it's pitch dark outside. But I'm I'm here in the studio. I'm happy to be here. We're going to do a different kind of show today. Normally, I would have a guest on, and I you know the less I can talk, the better. I, you guys hear enough of me yapping. Uh, but there is so much going on in town in terms of what are we building that I I wanted to take some time to go through it. Just give everybody an update on on projects that are ongoing, projects that are coming up or approved, and uh, and just just a ton of stuff going on. What I had originally planned to do was interview Kyle Kettleson. He was going to be my guest. Kyle is an opera singer who lives here in Sun Prairie. Maybe a few folks have heard of him, but he, he would qualify as a semi-celebrity in town. Um, but he's, he's a fantastic singer. He's world-renowned as, a, as an opera singer. Lives here with his family. And, and so what I did, I, I did interview him. I had a chance to talk to him on Zoom. He's in Vienna, Austria, uh, performing uh, opera. And so uh, it actually we turned that into a TV show, a TV interview, because we had the video uh, from the Zoom call. And, and I, I think I'm comfortable to admit Kyle is not an unattractive man. I have a, a face for radio, but but Kyle's, uh, you know, they actually built him on his bio. You know, when they, they uh, his, he is an agent, and when they promote him for jobs and things, they they describe him as a you know a handsome baritone. And so uh, he's, he's he deserves to be on TV. So check that out. I would encourage you to to check that out. It's my TV show Roundabout Some Prairie. We did sort of a special episode, and that's going to be next week. Um, you know, probably the week of Thanksgiving, actually. It'll be when that comes out. And uh, and so check that out. You can go to KSUN On Demand. Go to SunPrairieMediaCenter.com. Go to KSUN On Demand. And then you can search for whatever you want. You can search for Roundabout Sun Prairie. And that episode will come up. Uh, it's also on Spectrum 983 and TDS 1013. If you have either of those cable systems, you can probably record it on your DVR. Uh, we're also on Roku. We're on Apple TV. So if you have those kind of TV services, that's how you can get uh, our TV channel, KSUN. So, uh, so check that out. Kyle was kind enough to sing to me, uh, not to me, but for the interview, a little part of it. And uh, it was just super cool to talk to him. And so, yeah, check out that interview. Uh, but like I said, what we're going to do today is just go through a bunch of different projects. And and it, it, like I said, there is so much going on. When I started the show, you know, in in the beginning of the pandemic, I, I think I've told a couple people, you know, it was February, March, I did two shows in the studio. And then obviously, the other things were on people's minds besides what what new building was going up for for a long time. And, you know, it's still, you know, cases are rising, unfortunately, at Wisconsin, Dane County looks pretty good, still the southern part of the state. But, um, you know, the, we're, we're not beyond this pandemic by any means. But there are real signs that things are getting back to normal and, and moving forward. And all the different building and construction is is uh, certainly an indicator of that. Like, you know, I, the idea kind of for the show was that when I got together with friends or people in town, you know, I, we that's inevitably where conversation went is, hey, did you see what's going in over there? Did you hear we're getting X, Y, Z? And, and I liked, wanted to know what we're building. And so that was the idea was, hey, if you tune into the show, Every couple of weeks we do it. It's half hour. Uh, we'll give you an update. So when you're you're at a, a party or a little get together or you're hanging out at your kid's school and somebody asks that question, it's like, hey, do you know what's going in over there? What are they building there? 
the idea is if you listen to the show, maybe you might know and, you know, kind of stay on top of that. And so I, that's why I do it. And, uh, and like I said, normally, you know, hearing from people in the community is, is the best part of the show rather than hearing me talk. Um, and so we'll definitely get back to that. But um, uh, for now, we're, we're today's show, we've we got so much going on. We're going to take a little tour kind of through, you know, the city, uh, where we're, what's being built and, and just kind of get into detail on some of these projects. So, um, you know, one, one of the uh, I'm actually going to start on the west side of town. I live on the west side of town. I work in DeForest. So my commute is down Highway 19 every day. And this is stuff I see every day and, and kind of we're, we're my world and my head is at, but I'm actually going to start in Token Creek, kind of a little bit outside Sun Prairie. Uh, there's this there's this bar on the corner of Portage Road and Highway 19. There's no sign out. It's the old Paddle Inn, how some people knew it, um, but it technically is called the Shed. I think it's on Google. If you Google it, it's called the Shed. And they have been doing a ton of work. Like I said, I drive by it every day, and they're they've done a ton of work on it. it honestly, looks like it still needs a little bit of work on the outside. But they put in a patio, and we, I stopped in there the other day with a friend of mine, and it is. The, a lovely bar, friendly bartenders. They've they've done a bunch of remodeling inside. It's kind of rustic looking, kind of western themed. It's um it's nice, but not too nice. If you know what I mean, like it, you feel like you could have a good time in there. Um, but yeah, kind of this rustic western feel. Um, I, I guess the there's new owners there, and I actually would like to talk to them on the show at some point, but. My friends were back there on a Monday night. They were doing bingo. Uh, they've got different kind of events to bring people in. And so I just, I, I hate to even mention it and talk about it on the show because I, you know, people will go there and then it won't, it'll be too busy and, you know, one of those things. But it, there are, there is no decent bar kind of between, you know, on the west side from the new Metro Market or even Dailies, you know, all the way to, uh, you know, Dailies is fine. But, uh, but basically from 151 west all the way to DeForest. It's hard to find a decent bar. You can go to Monks or Tipsy Cow at Prairie Lakes, but, um, you know, a neighborhood bar. And that's kind of what I think the shed is. Again, it's Token Creek. It's not technically some prairie, but uh, I liked it. I wanted to talk about it. And it's, you know, it's they're continuing to do work and remodel. It's not just new construction, new building. Sometimes a building is just improving the old stuff. So check out the shed if you got a chance. Um, so now we're going we're gonna to move east. And right next to Gus's Diner, there's that Liv's Drink Emporium back in there, uh, the vet clinic, and I, actually my dentist is back in there, and there's supposed to be a new building. I know they had applied for a permit a while ago, but I don't think there's uh, any progress being made on that. But, you know, more kind of commercial retail development over there. So, you know, some of these things just take longer than they, they want them to because, look, supply chain issues, We're gonna it's going to be kind of a recurring theme on some different projects we're going to be talking about in town. But, um, yeah, they haven't made any progress on that, but that supposedly is coming. Uh, then, obviously, you go further east, you get to the high school. And I, uh, we, we maybe take for granted, I, again, I drive by it every day, but it is just they're making progress. It's a wonderful facility, you know, at least from the outside. I have no doubt that it will be fantastic when, once you get in there. And, you know, I, I think you have to comment on the fact that we haven't heard about drama, about cost overruns or delays or everything I've heard seems to be that that project's on track to open in the fall of next year for the the first you know batch of, of new students and uh, and and just something that we should all be proud of. I know it's expensive. I know it contributes to look. They were talking about the budget at the city council this week. Have been uh, the, the school district and these new elementary schools and high school really add to our tax bill. I don't. There's no getting around that. But uh, we collectively as a community have paid for that. Uh, I, I think we're going to get what we pay for. And it just, look, it's, it's, it's something that when it comes to schools and the resources for our kids and, and you know, building a foundation for them to be successful, I, I, I 
look, the city voted on it. There were referendums. I don't think we have anybody to blame except ourselves or to take the credit for it as ourselves. So, uh, you know, I, I say good for you, Semperi, for, for sticking up for the schools. And, uh, and it's just the athletic fields, um, the building itself, it just it looks like it's going to be a phenomenal facility and i'm really excited you know um you know to, to celebrate that you know when, when you know in both high schools honestly the current high school there's nothing wrong with it it's it's a gorgeous building as it all we just outgrew it um and so whether you're talking about athletics and the football team or extracurriculars or, or academics whatever it is we we need to continue to celebrate and support uh the schools just to have that first class resource we really do and we're gonna so long term kudos to you some prairie so i i'm, I'm moving further east and this, I don't know, this may be the biggest news. The high school is nice, but there's going to be a second Culver's. Um, I mean, this you talk about that, that Culver's on Main Street has got to be one of the busiest Culver's in the state, in the country. I don't know. It's 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 almost gotten to be a safety hazard with, you know, the, the even with they, they put in a second drive through lane, but that kitchen can only churn out so much food and the cars get backed up and... Uh, you know, there have to be people. I've done it. There have to be people turning away. You pull up and you just see the line is out to Main Street, and you just—I know it moves fast, and they do their best, but you just go forget about it. I don't have time to wait in a line like this. And uh, and so the time—it's overdue. The time was there. Uh, obviously, you're going to have all this traffic and availability of high school kids to work, and uh, having a second culver. So right in between, there's a a, a kind of a, a building there that has a subway. And uh, the Baracho's burrito place, right across the street from that is a vacant lot and then a, a new daycare center. And so right in between that daycare center and, uh, and that, that Baracho's is, is where the, uh, the second Culver's will be. So, uh, you know, again, long overdue. That's within uh, maybe not walking distance. It'd be a, a hike on a summer day, maybe a nice day, but, uh, but definitely within biking distance for me and my kids to go get, get some frozen custard. And uh, uh, that's, that's exciting. And so there, I think that I, I have no timeline or any idea when they're going to be looking at, at building that or, or starting construction. But, um, but uh, I think it'll help the people on the east side, downtown, your lines will get shorter. Uh, and then for the folks on the west side, we'll have a, a brand new Culver's to, to go to that's very convenient. So uh, keep going again, down 19. This is kind of my grid. This is my, my, uh, my radius that I, I, I frequent a lot. But there's a old, the old Jacobson's Deli building the, the, that was a, a BP. Uh, Quick Trip bought that. They turned it into a stop and go. I don't know if people know that stop and go is just kind of a different brand for Quick Trip. And I don't know if, I think they might be rethinking that uh, because they're, they're, they actually are filing a permit to remodel that whole building into a full-scale Quick Trip. So, you know, uh, again, a new Quick Trip is not huge news, but they're, they're just taking over the universe, it seems like. So, like, the closest gas, there are three gas stations, the closest to me in, in three directions, are all going to be Quick Trips now. They could, I feel like they could raise the price to, like, seven bucks a gallon. I wouldn't even tell, because I just, I have no options. They just, you know, they're just encircling me. It's like a, a swarm or a, a, a invading horde. I don't know. I, but I like Quick Trip. I have no complaints. My brother-in-law actually works for Quick Trip. He's in management with them. And he they good company. They treat them well. They're clean. I like Quick Trip. And so having another Quick Trip in town, uh, good on them. But that that's coming to uh, right right there off 151 Highway 19, the old Jacobson's Deli, Deli building there. So so yeah, then from there, if you want to kind of backtrack or depending on how you want to get there, you can go down 151 to the main exit or you can kind of come back down Thompson. Uh, that's probably how I'd go. You get to that Colorado Commons building. So this apartment building, uh, and, th- and there was a, a park added to that kind of to, to help appease the neighbors who I know had some issues with 
there are single family homes being right across the street from a an apartment. But uh, you know, again, driving by there almost on a daily basis, I, I noticed construction had stopped. And there was a, a trailer out front that, you know, a construction trailer, and that was gone. And they just were not doing anything there. And so, you know, that sort of raises some questions, and people wonder what's going on. And, look, we were talking about before how, you know, you go to parties or you get together with people and you kind of want to know what's building. There's, there's a guy I know always kind of seems to know what's being built. He's He's got connections in, in works, you know, peripherally to the construction industry and and he was right about a lot of things and so we're talking one day recently and he says you know Gebhardt the developer there not only they've stopped construction and they are looking to sell that site as is just they don't even want to develop it anymore they're looking to sell it you know just sell it and have somebody else take it over which is a huge surprise so this is this is rumor mill um you know just talk, just guys talking and so I I have a contact at Gebhardt Again, Kebart, the developer, uh, well-known developer in town, and I reached out and I said, "What is this about? This is not just you know some Yahoo. This is a credible source who, like I said, has been right about things in the past." And I, they email me back, and I give them credit. Look, a lot of these developers, I've reached out to you know uh, FC Land, the Fedlers, Cohen Esri, who's doing the the uh, main and Bird that we'll talk about. Um, lock redevelopment. Uh, they're doing the, the proposal downtown. And I, a lot of times I don't get the time of day. I can't get anybody to call me back or respond even just, you know, I'm not like a, a credentialed journalist. I'm just some yahoo who does a, a podcast and a radio show at the media center. But, you know, I, I feel like I'm a representative of the citizens. I at least have some type of voice and platform to say, hey, what is going on? We're, we're concerned or, you know, we're curious about what's going on. And I, I think, these developers, they show up at city council meetings and they talk, but they, you know, having an open dialogue, and most of the time I'm trying to be positive. I'm just curious. I want to share the information. I'm not trying to, like, kill anything. I just I just would appreciate a, a response. Gebhardt did that, and I give him credit for that. I mean, you know, when they, so they wrote me back, and I want to give you the exact quote of what the email said. You know, this is referring to the Colorado Commons apartment project. I quote, the project is currently on a temporary delay caused by a combination of supply chain disruptions and contractor issues. We have zero intention of selling this property and 100% plan on completing it as expected and presented to the community. We anticipate restarting work as soon as possible. So there you go. That is very definitive, uh, you know, shot that rumor down. And they do, you know, like everybody's had supply chain issues and problems. Um, but they're, um, you know, they're going to keep moving forward with it, you know, at some point when they can kind of get back up and running with labor and supply issues. So anyway, so that's what's going on with Colorado Commons on a pause right now. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll be moving forward at some point. So right behind there, they're uh, kind of west of Sherman Williams. There are plans for a multi-story storage facility, kind of three stories tall, uh, indoor kind of in- entry, uh, drive-through option. Uh, there is one of these in Fitchburg, Discovery Storage, if you drive by on kind of Verona Road down there. Uh, pretty nice-looking building. It's not, you know, like a one-story janky, you know, storage area. It's it's a nicer kind of upscale storage is what I'd call it. But um, I don't believe they've broken ground on that, but that is in the plan. So then just continuing on with our tour, we move across Main Street where you have uh, the High V moving along. And they are moving forward with that project. And they're continuing to do work on that every day. Uh, convenience store right on Thompson and Main. That'll be High V's convenience store. Uh, you know, just a gas station kind of thing. Seems like it's maybe slowed down somewhat, but, I, you know, I haven't heard any timelines for for opening that or, or what's going on. Um, 
and then right next to there on that same corner is, uh, you know, just down a little bit on, on Main is some uh, workforce housing or affordable housing, apartment buildings, um, not, you know, what I would call luxury apartments. You know, there's some tax subsidies and other things that they're getting to, to offer workforce housing. You know, I, I noticed that wasn't quite as controversial. I, I think we can have, we could have had more of a debate that, that kind of sailed through this uh, I, I don't remember the name of the project, but this this affordable housing there. Um, but because it's not right next to people's houses, it doesn't raise a, as much of a stink. And I, I think just sometimes people get worked up about apartments when in reality it's like they, they don't mind apartments as long as they're not just in my backyard or right near me. And so, uh, I, look, I, I'm generally in favor of housing, especially affordable housing. And, look, that, that Prairie Lakes area that with Hy-Vee, that's a, it's gonna, it's a major retail hub. And we need to continue to find housing for these people. And look, if you don't want to be waiting in line at Target and Costco and uh, Hy-Vee, and, and, and we need people to work there and they need to have a place to live. And if we can have them be convenient to where they are and right in that hub, um, that's, that's the right spot for it. So I, I, I think that's a good thing. And I, I, you know, that area is only getting bigger with more demand for more jobs and more people. And, you know, having that as a, a spot, look, it's convenient to the, the highways and the roads. And um, it just makes sense to have have housing through there. So moving on, you go further west, you know, down towards Prairie Lakes, there's a, a new building. They are uh, building that's going up uh, just south of the UW Credit Union. So kind of between the O'Connell Pharmacy cost cutters area and where that UW Credit Union is, um, that new building will be kind of the last piece of that development in there, the last lot. And there is an Indian restaurant going in. So uh, it's called Swagat. Uh, there's a location now on the west side of Madison, but uh, this will be their their first location on the east side, obviously in Sun Prairie. And uh, and I have eaten there before; it is delicious. And so, uh, you know, an Indian restaurant and a second Culver's coming in is is in 2022 is is kind of the best news that I've heard in a while. But I think it it says the sign out there says slated to open in spring of 22. So um, I'm very excited about the Indian restaurant and so got so good for them. So then if you go kind of, you know, further on down through Prairie Lakes and then behind the Cabela's, if you drive by back there, you'll see a new building going up. That's another apartment building. So FC Land, who built uh, the Abbey and I think Iron Gate Apartments, some of these nicer apartment buildings in that area, uh, they're they're developing a, another apartment building. Again, just, you know, access for people to, to work in this, this retail center. And this is why Sun Prairie is growing. And it's um, there's people that want to work here, that want to live here. And, you know, I, I, I will quote the mayor. I think he's kind of put it succinctly that the people living in the apartments today, they might be the future person to purchase your home when you're ready to sell it, or they might be the person that you're uh, going to buy their house from. They could be empty nesters who had a single family home for a long time and are looking to downsize. And so we need that sort of diversity of housing and diversity of people for folks because the more people we have in some prairie, it's actually good for the housing market here in town to have lots of different buyers, lots of people moving in, putting down roots and uh, wanting to stay and, and keeping that that dynamic housing and options for folks. I think we could always use more condos. We could always use more duplexes, more, uh, you know, sort of starter level options for people. But um, but these apartments, there's a market for them. They would not be building as many if they didn't think they could fill them up. So um, there is demand for it, and they're going to continue to to build until the market, you know, tells them that, 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 that it's saturated. So um, 
So we are going to take a break. That is a good spot. Uh, I've talked a lot, and uh, I'll come back right after the break. Uh, we'll we'll kind of continue the tour. We'll go. We talked a lot about the west side, but we'll go kind of down Main Street and then into downtown and uh, and finish up there. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, this is Andy Shaner. You're listening to What Are We Building on 103.5 FM The Sun, Sun Prairie's Community Radio. You can get all the content we do at the Sun Prairie Media Center online at www.sunprairiemediacenter.com. You can also check out our app, uh, which is available from the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store. I've been really enjoying the football broadcasts, uh, the uh, radio. They're available on the radio, and those guys do a great job. But any of that stuff, uh, Kids 4, you can check out what's going on at the Media Center. Again, my TV show, Roundabout Sun Prairie, we did a great episode with Jake King and, and Alder Marine Crombie. Uh, honestly, I think was one of the best episodes we've done so far. And uh, and then check out my talk with Kyle Kettleson. Uh, that'll be posted here shortly. And I think I'll probably end up putting that in this feed as well, so you can kind of listen to it because it works as a, a radio or podcast interview too. So um, you can get past episodes of my show, uh, the, the radio show, on anchor.fm slash WA. WBSP or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, those usual spots are pretty easy to find. Uh, if you just search for uh, what are we building, Sun Prairie, uh, you should be able to find them. So um, the other thing I want to mention is the Downtown Fire and Lights Holiday Parade. We're back in person. I know I waited in line far too long last year to do the drive through lights. But on December 4th from 5.30 to 7 o'clock, they'll have the dance team out there, the fire trucks. That's where the fire and lights comes in. Um, and the uh, yeah fire trucks parade. Uh, the mayor will talk. They'll light up the, the Christmas tree in front of the downtown historical museum. Good excuse to get downtown. I know a lot of the local businesses will be open, maybe run specials, have different things going on. And so hopefully the weather's not too terrible and, uh, and you can get a chance to get out in the, the fresh air, get outside and, and just wander around downtown, see what's going on and, and check out the holiday parade and the Christmas tree lighting. So again, December 4th, 5.30 to 7 p.m. That's what's going on. So stay tuned. We will come right back, finish up our tour. We finished. We did the west side. We're going to come back and talk about Main Street and downtown. Uh, this is 103.5 FM. You're listening to Andy Shaner on What Are We Building? All right. So just earlier we were talking about all the different projects going on from the west side to Token Creek all the way down into Prairie Lakes. And, you know, I, I, I but what I get excited about and kind of interested in, I live on the west side, but I, I like talking about Main Street. I like talking about downtown. These older parts of our city is, you know, where we need to focus. And I think by and large, the city has done a pretty good job. You know, where cities run into trouble is when the older parts of town, you know, whether it's a big city, you talk about the inner cities, uh, or smaller towns, you know, you think about downtowns where they used to have a mall. Uh, I, I'm from Wassa. They actually just tore down the mall in downtown Wassa because it was so empty. But when those older inner, you know, central parts of town start to get run down or forgotten about, that's where cities cities run into trouble. And, you know, businesses move out, people move out. And one of the ways that the city has done that, I think, is through the use of these TIF districts or TID, tax increment districts. And I don't, I'm not an expert on these. I don't, you know, pretend to be. And I'm actually going to have, Bill Connors actually is. Bill, this is what he does for a living. I'm going to have Bill on to sort of explain this because we have, I think, six districts in Sun Prairie and there's a seventh one added just in that Main Street uh, 151 intersection area. And the idea basically is you have an area that needs 
some investment, some development. And you know that when you do that, you're going to get more property tax value out of that. And so what it sort of is doing is deferring some of that, uh, you know, that property tax value, the, the, the money that's going to come in, to be able to make some investments in infrastructure and do things now to sort of get that jump started. And so that's what they're trying to do and I think improve some um, infrastructure and do some things around that, you know, Walmart kind of going from, like I said, where the Colorado Commons the Colorado Commons is not part of that, but this new affordable housing development is all the way down to Walker Way. So kind of where the Midas is, uh, the Sunshine Place is, is part of that, which we'll talk about in a second. And uh, and just, you know, part of that TIF district to sort of uh, get things get things moving and, and different things going there. So uh, we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, on, on future shows. But um, so, yeah, I mentioned Sunshine Place. I mean, Sunshine Place expanded recently to just, uh, you know, meet the needs of, of families in the area that need it. And what they did is also apply for a one-time grant of $15 million from the state um, to do a, a kind of a whole-scale redevelopment to expand mental health services and sort of substance abuse and then have some transitional housing as part of that, partnering with Tellurian, which is a, a – um, organization out of Madison and active in Dane County. And so uh, w- this money is coming from the ARPA funds, American Rescue Plan Act. And that was the, the first pandemic relief bill. And so it's just an application for a grant. The city sort of agreed to, to submit that as their application because they'll administer the funds. But, uh, you know, nothing's been approved yet. It's a bit of a long shot. But if it were approved, it, it meets all the criteria. And it would be a huge, huge investment in Sunshine Place and being able to provide for families and people uh, who are really, really needed and have been really affected by the pandemic. And the reason why that money is available is because of the ARPA fund. So American Rescue Plan Act, that's ARPA. That was the first pandemic Relief Act passed by by President Biden and the Congress back in February, but we're still seeing the benefits of that money. Um, you know, here we're in November, and they're they're still discussing at the city level how to use some of those funds, and and we've we've already been able to upgrade certain things and do different things, and so that 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 pandemic relief fund is is really making a real difference. And then this week you had the infrastructure bill, which is even bigger. Um, this, these investments, I know we get caught up in the sausage making of who's sort of voting on this or that and what are the sort of horse trading that happens, but it got signed into law. It, I know people want to hate on politicians in Congress, but it, it passed. President Biden signed it. That money is coming. And that money is really going to make a difference. I, I, I watch these city council meetings, and that money from the federal government is going to make a real tangible difference, whether it's providing a job for somebody working on, on reconstructing roads and bridges or broadband to areas, rural Internet uh, to, to people. Uh, it just There's a ton in that bill to help with climate change, and it's not perfect, and it was a long process to get it done, but it did get passed, and there's even more you know, that they're talking about. And, and these things make a difference. They're money that goes to the, to our city, to Sun Prairie, to cities and towns all over the country and states. And they are making decisions. They, they talked about the budget. They had to make uh, hard decisions on, you know, if you're going to – you're either going to raise taxes or you're going to have to cut services. And this money that comes from the federal government ends up going into city coffers and city funds. Um, and there are uh, strings attached to it. They have to use it in the right way. But ultimately, it ends up meaning either our, our taxes don't go up as much or we're able to provide the better services or the same level of services without having to raise taxes. And I just – that doesn't get enough attention. And I just – this was a, a, a real-world example of, you know, things that are going on that can help Sunshine Place um, or help other areas of town uh, that, that 
you know, quite frankly, the Democrats and President Biden got done and the Republicans fought every step of the way. So that's I'm going to say that it's pretty black and white. Um, so, uh, you know, that that's what's going on at Sunshine Place. I hope they get that grant and that would be exciting. Um, if we move further down Main Street, um, the Explore Children's Museum, their website says they're going to open on December 1st um, at 2021. So I wasn't aware it was going to happen that quick, but that's exciting. Uh, I, I don't really know where they're at with that. I mean, I know they're still fundraising. They're still working on some of the exhibits. It's going to be an evolving process. It's, it's very small, but I'm excited to see it be what type of resource it can be for, you know, helping early childhood education and working with organizations like Sunshine Place or the Boys and Girls Club. Um, there's an organization called Reach Dane that's applied to have a permit. I, I don't know where that's at, but to be involved in a new daycare center in that area. And like everybody loves our schools. Our school district is one of the main reasons people like living in Sun Prairie. And so having these other resources and support systems to sort of supplement what we do in helping families and kids, um, that's, that's what this Explore Children's Museum, I think it's, it's driven, being driven by educators and people that are passionate about kids. So uh, excited to see them open and continue to grow and build on, on what they're doing. So um, you go even further down Main Street, we get to Bird and Maine. There's a, a construction project underway there to build uh, a, apartments again, kind of retail or office space on the bottom level. But those apartments are going to be targeted as affordable units for seniors um, with a specific section of that uh, dedicated for veterans. And so, you know, having, you know, giving spots for our seniors to, to live, you know, so that's been an ongoing project. I feel like that was one of the first things I talked about when I first started uh, last year on the show. But uh, that's moving along. And hopefully that kind of drive some additional, you know, there's a vacant lot across the street. There's the, the glass nickel is their temporary location right now, but hopefully that kind of moves things along. We'll talk about glass nickel in a second, you know, and then you have that hotel, the old McGovern's motel, you know, you had those old cabins in the back, but um, I think they would like eventually that to be part of a new redevelopment too. So, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. So, uh, and we're going to move down to downtown, which everybody knows and loves and uh, is really kind of the heart, the oldest part of the city. I'm going to go past the site of the explosion to, to talk about the bougie building. Um, that is where the new glass nickel pizza will be. Adam bougie, the owner of that, the glass nickel whose building was destroyed in the explosion. Um, he's, you know, had, I would encourage you, you know, you can go back and listen to any of my old episodes, but the one I did with Adam was particularly interesting just to hear, you know, he, he is really an interesting guy. It took on a ton of risk has had obstacles along the way. You know, again, supply chain issues and cost increases. And, you know, he's gotten some grants, some help from the city to, to make that building a reality, but he's going to have a, a big new space for his glass nickel and then uh, apartment buildings up above uh, for, for people to live downtown. Um, and it's kind of the same story uh, at the site of, of Bristol and Maine, at the site of the explosion. So, you know, we're almost three and a half years. That was July of 2018 uh, from when that tragedy happened. And that, that area is still vacant. And it's, it's kind of unfortunate. I, I, I wish it had happened sooner, but we finally had a proposal just in the last month of what they want to build there. And it's, it's uh, Lockery, the company, uh, they're out of northern Wisconsin. They want to build, uh, again, retail on the bottom, maybe a restaurant, uh, kind of a neat air, neat design the way uh, it's sort of raised up. There'd be some steps to walk up to the entrances um, and then uh, apartment buildings up above. And I mentioned before, look, when, when downtowns die, it's when people start moving out. That's when businesses start moving out. And the way we keep downtown vital and vibrant and dynamic is having people living downtown. And so having apartments, um, young people, people that are out and about, uh, you know, people that are, are going to move in, 
to city and then put down roots, get connected. That is who we want living in Sun Prairie and who we want uh, living downtown. And so that this proposal does that. The piece that is really critical is so right next door is the Sun Prairie Utilities Building. And they will eventually move. They've got some land and they want to move that building on main, off of Main Street. And so when that opens up, they would be able to link kind of the building on the corner with some green space and have, you know, an open plaza, a park concept. I would really suggest there needs to be some type of memorial, something, some sort of public art installation. Uh, Cora Stone, a new business in town, would be a great candidate to sort of work with on something like that. Um, but, but remind everyone what it meant um, when we all came together in that Sun Prairie Strong, when we, we got that terrible news of what happened to, you know, not only Firefighter Bar, um, and, but, but the buildings that we kind of had known, whether it was Harriman's or that area, people whose businesses and livelihoods were destroyed or displaced, um, and how we all came together and felt um, about our town and our community. And, and uh, I talked about that with Adam Bougie. He was down there at Glassnickel when that happened and how that kind of affected him. And so we, we need to use that space and have it be kind of a reminder of, of what the best of us represent. So um, that's where we're going to kind of end the tour. So I know that was a lot of me talking. I promise we won't do this very often, but I appreciate you indulging me and hanging around. So thank you for listening to What Are We Building? I'm Andy Shaner. This is 103.5 FM, Sun Prairie's Community Radio.